All right. Before we get to this anxiety thing, I got to clear something up real quick. My mom just sent me a very disturbing text message. She oh, okay? no. She's all right. Yeah. Um, my son's been at Camp Grammy and Grampy this week because I've been moving and, you know, I don't need him around while we're trying to move. It's always fun, though. Yeah. Camp Grammy and Grampy is always great. You know, they get to spoil the hell out of him like my grandparents spoiled the hell out of me. And uh, I just uh, have a word with Ma Dukes. Call the landline? Yeah. Oh, that's the best. I know. I love landlines. Mm-hmm. Hope Xander doesn't answer. I mean, I want to talk to him eventually, but I want to talk to my mom first. That's me calling you, mom. Yeah. Hello? What's up? <laughs> Did you get that picture? Yes. Uh, now... You, a couple of things are in play here. Number one, why would you ask Xander to draw you a picture? Have your entertainment uh, options dwindled to that's what it's come to? <laughs> to get him to stop annoying his cousin. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Very good. So uh, I thought it was creative. Yeah, yes. it is. No, it's good. It uh, it's it's good. It, it encourages him to. Uh, <laughs> to okay. Oh, Zan- Wait, oh. Um, so, when, and you said, Xander, take this, take these markers and draw me a photo, uh, picture. Yes, I did. What? Uh, did I know? Did I know? Well, <laughs> describe the, the picture that he drew to you uh, for you <laughs> without getting me kicked off the air. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> It is a it is it is a crude rudimentary drawing of uh, of Jimmy and the twins. Yes. Uh, the twins not only have hair on them, but there appears to be a cylindrical brown object emitting from the base of the twins. Of course, there is. May I speak with my son, please? Oh yes, um, Xander. Somebody would like to speak with you. Now, be mindful that he has had Benadryl. Oh, okay. They drug him up, too? She's, yeah, what's yes. <laughs> he had such a relert, an allergic reaction to something. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really bad, but he's much better now. Hang on. It's one flew over the cuckoo's nest over there. I know. Drugging him up and telling him to draw. Nurse Ratchet. What up, buddy? What's up? Nothing. You had a uh, bad allergic reaction? Yes. What happened? Well, my eyes started itching, my throat got sore, and my nose started stuffing up a lot. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine now. Okay, good. Oh, man, I'm sorry that happened. Um, let's move past that for a moment. Uh, you know, when, when my grandmother, if she had ever asked me to draw her a picture, uh, I, I probably would have drawn an X-Wing fighter from Star Wars or a shark. Or uh, something undersea that I was into. When Grammy asked you to draw her a picture, son of mine. (laughs) She didn't ask me to draw her a picture. What'd she say? She said, go draw or do something else while Jack plays with his Legos. Because I was really, really, really bored. Okay. (laughs) And I was scaring scaring him. Okay. And then he cried and slapped me. And so Grammy told me to draw. Oh, okay. So, uh, markers, colored pencils, crayons, what did she offer you? She, all she offered me was markers. 
A box of markers. And a blank canvas. Bar- and a sketch pad. Okay. <laughs> box of markers and a sketch pad. And, and how would you describe the, uh, the drawing that you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you made for Grammy. What, what would you say that is exactly, son? Euphoric. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say euphoric? <laughs> yes. What? What would you say it is? <laughs> exactly what I just said before. It's euphoric. Yes. Okay. Um, kind of looks like a rocket ship with a smiley face and. <laughs> It, it's, oh, sure. It's a rocket ship. And it's blasting Go off. You. It, 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 it's, it's, it's Jimmy and the twins <laughs> with, with the brown crayon coming out of the bottom of the twins. <laughs> it's not a brown crayon. Let me tell you that much for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I don't know that that's the most important thing, uh, the, the most appropriate thing to be uh, drawing for your grandmother, but... Uh, <laughs> Seth, a question for my son? Uh, before you decided to draw that, Xander, did you have any other ideas in mind, or is that the first thing that came to your that mind? That was the first thing that came to my mind, because I knew it would make Jack laugh. <laughs> and uh, Jack is your cousin, and he is how old? He is seven. Perfect. <laughs> it's all about the comedic value Sure. when uh, you know going to the, the drawing pad. Sure. Did you do indoor skydiving this morning? No. Oh, okay. Jeremy and I figured it was bull crap because it was 60 bucks for two one-minute sessions. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of money to go indoor skydiving for sure. For two minutes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Yes, Seth. How bored are you right now? Very, very, very bored. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, bud. Uh, well, um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> are, do you feel inspired to draw anything else this afternoon? Nope. Uh, if you were to draw something else, what what would you draw? I have no clue. I would assume the counterpart to the drawing. <laughs> Do you ever draw female private parts? Oh, my God. Just asking. Not no. Re- not really your specialty? No. Gotcha. It's not much source material. True. He's, he's, uh, he's got no inspiration and no models. Um, all right. Well, oh I'm, I'm sorry that you're bored. I know uh, that your mom is planning on uh, picking you up tomorrow morning and uh, taking you over to your friend's house. So that's pretty excited. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Is this picture now adorning the Garabo fridge over there in Orlando? Yeah. Is my mom going to put that up on her fridge? <laughs> no. She told me to draw a fridge worthy picture. <laughs> No, I, would say I think it's worthy of Nailed the it. I think it is, too. I think it's definitely fridge-worthy. Uh, Xander, are you okay if your dad tweets that out to his 48,000 followers? Well, yeah. All right, good. Well, And to tell them what it is, it's a punis. I'm sorry, did you say it's a punis? <laughs> yes, a punis. Is that, that a penis going poo? Yes. I'll also tell you the backstory behind the Punis. Oh. I, I want Gio and Seth to listen. Okay, guys, listen. He's going to tell you the backstory behind the Punis. <laughs> okay. So Jack and I were wrestling once on the bed, and he hit me in the penis, and he's like, I hit you in the penis, but it was muffled by a blanket, so it sounded like, I hit you in the Punis. Okay. And so a couple seconds later, I'm like, wait, you hit me in the Punis? And then he started hysterically laughing, and now here we are with the Punis drawing. <laughs> Wow. So that, that drawing is the, the rendition of an actual punis, what a punis would be. Yep. 
All right. To be able to capture that inspirational moment yeah. and transfer it to the pad True. is quite remarkable. Truly remarkable. You're, you're, you're an exceptional young man, and you have just introduced the word punis to the Tampa Bay radio market. Punis, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully it's legal to say on the air. Well, I think it is. It's a new word. It's a, it's a new fun word that we can be saying all weekend long. Uh, well, <laughs> I hope you guys have a delicious dinner tonight. Uh, thank you for being an awesome kid. And uh, I miss you tremendously, and I love you. All right, you too. <laughs> you little bastard. All right, you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, no more punis drawings, and uh, I shouldn't have to say these things. And, and, and even though you do get bored, you should appreciate your time with your grandparents, because you know I would give anything to be able to spend time with my grandparents, but they're all dead. Yep. And one day yours will be too. Oh, Team Punis. Which is saying like he should appreciate his time with them. He sounds like he does. All right. Well, okay. one day they're going to die. Uh, well, thank you, young man. I love you. And uh, I'll talk to you later, okay? All right. You too. <laughs> Stop that. Tell me you love me too, damn you. <laughs> I was just kidding. I love you too, Dad. All right. Cool. And uh, take it easy. All right, bud? All right. You too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so it's a Punis. How proud are you right now? So proud. I'm real concerned about the lack of activities going on there. Yeah. Lack of activity? What are you talking about? This guy's creating brand new things. Devil makes work for idle hands. Absolutely. What's this, he going to do the rest of the day, though? I don't know. Come up with variations on the punis, I would imagine. Never stifle this creativity. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. When I was with my Nana, she used to take me to cash and carry and rent a movie for the day. <laughs> well. She never said shut up and draw. You never came up with the punis. So now there's going to be a whole punis family born out of boredom. A legend was born today. The legend of the Punis. My go-to drawing was a house and a rainbow and a sun and I know. happy I to, people. I used to draw trees. Me too. Trees were a good one. Sharks were a good one. Never, never a Punis. What it do, my peeps? Are you still listening? I sure hope you are. Here's the Drew Garabo live hidden track of the day. Joining us right now is a man who I owe a thorough and profound apology to because <laughs> I unfairly criticized him and his network on Twitter last week. That's what led him to us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who briefly had a stint in Tampa, Florida, Scott Hansen, host extraordinaire of NFL Red Zone. Thank you for joining us, Scott. How are you? Drew, good, good. Guys, how you doing today? Man, we're real good. Thank you. And I, I do, again, have to apologize for my uh, presumptuous and erroneous and, uh, quite frankly, unfair tweet to you folks at the Red Zone. You never miss a touchdown. I had monitored my fantasy football stats on my phone. I saw that Des Bryant had scored a touchdown. You were seconds late in getting to it for some reason on a Sunday. That did not please me, and I blasted an unfair tweet <laughs> that you responded to. So I apologize, and I thank you for your prompt and accurate response, my good man. Drew, no problem. The only reason I called in, though, was to chew you out. So you're ready? Are you sitting down? <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, now, you know, the funny thing is, NFL Red Zone has been such an, uh, an unbelievable hit. And like you said, people have Pavlovian responses to certain elements of the show, whether it's the two-minute countdown at the beginning or the theme music that starts it off or the, uh, you know, the touchdown montage at the end or when I say seven hours of commercial-free football starts now, any, anything like that. Well, the negative side that I've come to learn about this is it has turned millions of football fans into television producers. <laughs> they, think they know... They think they know where we should be at any given moment. We should have been here when we were showing this or that or whatever. The one thing we ask is you have to let us 
have the remote control. You're, you're coming over to our house. We're all sitting on the couch enjoying the games and stuff, but you got to trust me with the remote control that we're doing our best and we'll get to everything eventually. And oh. I her tweet, I was like, now, wait a second. This is someone in the media criticizing, you know, media on media violence here. Ouch. So I needed to say, if we really missed the touchdown, you need to call us out on that, and I'm not above fair criticism. Right, right, right. right. But, but when you said we missed one, oh. I'm like, well, wait a second. You know, and then, and then you know, hey, look, at all good. It's all good, and I'm glad you love the show so much. Oh, I, I not only love it, I have been caught up in the phenomenon for a couple of years now, and I've watched the NFL Red Zone turn from kind of a cult following into something that yeah. is embraced by so many. And because of, I mean, your timing could not be better with fantasy football, with uh, with America's love for football, and our short attention spans. Who's got time to sit yeah. through a Browns-Bengals <laughs> game anymore? Or like tonight, yeah. I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm looking forward to tonight. Dolphins-Bills game on the NFL Network. It's going to be a great uh, great football game, but I'm going to be looking yeah. for the touchdowns in the other games that aren't going on at the same time. Are you recognized a lot more out in public now, Scott? Are people like, oh my god, Red Zoo dude? Yeah, I've had, you know, in the airport you'll get it or, um, you know, if I'm out at a game somewhere, I mean, the only game actually that I go to live is the Super Bowl every year because obviously I'm in the studio for all the NFL Sundays of the regular season, but yeah, you'll get stuff just just rare, and it's funny if if I'm out in public and there's a husband wife that are that are out, and the husband recognizes me, the wife will shoot me a dirty look like she's yeah. a football widow for seven hours, and yeah. oh, this is the jerk that doesn't do commercials, and so he can't take the dog for a walk and take the trash out to the curb, oh, and stuff like that. It's so, like you have a window yeah. into my household. My God, I mean, my wife, they, you're right up there with Gordon Ramsay when it comes to most loathsome television personalities. Not because of you, you're a congenial and affable guy, but it's what you represent, yeah. which is seven hours of commercial-free television starts now. Which that is, It is yeah. so Pavlovian. I start to salivate. Just you saying that on the phone with me makes me think, oh, nice. I know where I am for the next seven nice. hours right now. Um, now well, you know, if- go ahead. The funny thing is, the evolution of this, really, you just hit on something a minute ago when you said, I, I don't know how old you are, how far you go back in terms of you know your fandom of the NFL, mm. but for the older listeners right now, people that would probably be like over 40 years old, That's you'll me. remember that, okay, there you go. Then back in the, in the late 70s, early 80s, the best way to get a comprehensive look at the NFL was Howard Cosell doing halftime highlights during Monday Night Football, you remember back then there was no Sports Center, there was right. no, uh, you know, all the all of the highlight shows that that now have proliferated around every you know sports network. Mm-hmm. So they would they would put together the highlights package, and Howard Cosell would go on and do his thing on the highlights, and that's the way you got to see every other game that you didn't see. If you were in Chicago, you got the Bears game and whatnot like that, like they do today. Well, fast forward then a little bit, maybe to the mid '80s, late '80s, and into the '90s. Uh, the best way to look at the NFL, the best comprehensive look at the NFL was NFL primetime. Chris Berman and the guys over on ESPN doing a fantastic job. Yep. But that was hours after the game happened. Howard Cosell was a day after all the games had happened. Right. Okay. Well, you marry today's microwave society, and we want it immediately, with the Internet age where you can get information at your fingertips just at, at, at a snap and – fantasy football, put all those things together, and people need to see everything as it is happening, as it's affecting their fantasy football team. And so NFL Red Zone is the perfect application for that. You get to see every touchdown from every game as they happen, and it's, it's just a heck of a roller coaster ride. And the no commercials is almost just a, you know, that's cherry on top. 
because uh-huh. you just don't know when you can get up to go to the bathroom. It's like it's like that good action movie. There doesn't always have to be action. Yeah. There always has to be the feeling that there will be action in the next 10 seconds. That is exactly it. Hopefully I, build that drama. I, I am a grown-ass man, uh, Scott, and I will tell you, I'm not afraid to put on a pair of Depends because I don't want to leave my Barker Lounger as you're giving the... Uh, boy. <laughs> now, Respect. <laughs> dedication. Howard Cosell would probably be uh, a strong uh, opponent of the NFL. I can just see him right now going, this is a pernicious display of short attention span. This red zone is bastardizing the way we watch America's pastime. I can see something like that. A very good, very good impression. And he'd be doubly uh, mad because it would take viewers away from him. We all know Howard was was number one about Howard. Not down with that. We are speaking with Scott Hansen, phenomenal host of The Red Zone. How many people stop you when you're trying to get a meal and ask you for fantasy football advice? Fantasy football advice is the second thing that I get. Take a guess what the number one thing I get that people might interrupt my life oh. or hit me up on Twitter for or whatever else. It, you know what it oh, is. Oh, I know what it is because my son asks me the question every week. He's like, Dad, how do you think that guy goes to the bathroom? And I tell him, probably yeah. standing and sitting like we do, son, just not on camera. <laughs> Am I right? I, I, as soon as I knew I was not going to be a professional football player, okay, I was a very good high school player and I went on and played in college and everything, but I knew I wasn't good enough to go to the pros. I said, you know what, I love football so much, I want to get into broadcasting. If I can stay close to the game by that. So I went to Syracuse University, great broadcasting school, studied my craft and got a job right out of school and, and uh, you know, graduated with honors from Syracuse and worked my way up from small jobs and everything else like that. And now I'm hosting one of the most popular football shows in the country. And yet, my public persona has been reduced to the man with the greatest bladder integrity in broadcast television today. That's what my life has been reduced to, and it boggles my mind. Everyone, and not only does everyone ask me, everyone thinks they were the first person to ever ask me. You know what I mean? So my wife and I sit here, and we wonder, you know, how do you, and I'm like, they all think that they're, and and then, of course, I've heard every joke, that my feet's really a toilet, that, you know, I've got this, the stadium pal apparatus uh, <laughs> attached to me that, uh, you know, whatever, I've got a bucket. I, I've heard every joke there is in the book, and everyone thinks they're the first person to ever do it. Sure. So if there's anything that's a bother of being the host of it, it's, it's trying to humor everyone and act like, oh, hey, that's really creative. <laughs> guy down two blocks ago just asked me, and two blocks uh, further down the road they'll ask me again. Well, listen, how much planning goes into your meal the night before, like Saturday yeah. night and Sunday? Do you like do you augment your brunch if you're going to go between church and uh, and work? Do you like do you go, like no eggs or no dairy or do you put no thought into it and you just throw caution to the wind proverbially? No, absolutely. I start watching what I eat and what I drink on Saturday night. I mean, hell yeah, let's be real. Input equals output. So you just got to mind what you're doing for that for that time lot when you just can't excuse yourself to, to leave your post. So uh, and we have a chef at, at NFL Network who cooks me the same breakfast every single morning and it's it's um, very salty so I can retain any water that I might, you know, intake because you've got to talk for seven hours. So I am sipping on water. It's it's a it's a fine balance between <laughs> between everything. So, Hydration uh, versus <laughs> oversaturation, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, everyone asks me about it because I'm the face man of the network. We've got 30-some people on staff, and almost everyone is attached to their posts for those seven hours. Oof. Few people can get a quick break here and there. But, uh, yeah, all of us kind of laugh about how all of our family and friends and, and, and fans, in my case, you know, ask us, you know, how do you do it? How do you do it? Sure. But, 
We're speaking with the phenomenal Scott Hansen, host of the NFL Red Zone. Now, here in radio, uh, we have annoying program directors who make us sit in their offices and replay segments of our show and tell us what was horrible and tell us what we need improvement on. Did they go over game tape with you on Monday or Tuesday to go, all right, Scott, I know the producer was in your ear on this one, but you looked a little distracted. Did they go over that with you, or do they treat you like the deity that you are and bow down and worship you the minute you walk in the building? Well, I'm actually in a contract negotiation right now, so uh, mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the second half of it alone. But hey, you know what? We don't. I'm one of these guys, and I don't know about you as a broadcaster. I remember every mistake I personally make on mm. the air, and mm. I also usually remember the mistakes that we as a team make. And when I say mistake, we're just making value-based decisions constantly. Sure. If we decide to cut to the Cowboys game. Yeah, the Falcons might be, you know, one yard into the red zone when we cut to the Cowboys game, we're on the 21. We're making value-based decisions constantly, and it's not always empirically obvious this was the choice instead of this game, and you really screwed that that up by not going to this game. So it's not like we're making egregious errors, but we, we try and do what the, what the uh, majority of football fans uh, would do. So... When, when I make a mistake, I'll maybe say the wrong name or identify someone's alma mater as being incorrect or whatever. I, I can't sleep at night, and I don't need to watch the tape to do it. I know it in my head, and I try and get better week to week. Our producers will go over things from time to time, and they'll say, you know, they'll look at something and say, maybe we can try this different or try that differently. Uh, and a lot of it we're doing on the fly. When my mic gets clipped, you know, I'm not speaking constantly. When my mic gets clipped and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman start calling the game at wherever, I'll talk to my producer on the back channel, and I'll be like, hey, look, we we got to get over here. They're coming out of timeout right now. It's going to be fourth down when they come out of commercial break. we got to get back over there. And we argue like old hens sometimes about <laughs> where we should go and what we should do. Someday they do a full expose behind the scenes, and you, you get a kick out of it. Well, listen, since this is a contract year for you, they ought to break the bank because you have done a phenomenal job. That has got to be the most difficult job in live television, and you slay it every single week. I have not seen one millisecond of one commercial this season thus far and i know that that is your benchmark for success so whatever they're paying you mr hansen they ought to quintuple it and uh back the bank truck right up to your driveway and give you whatever you want because you're the reason that that runs so seamlessly and if you need me to advocate on your behalf certainly i will do so and we'll make sure that we pimp the bills versus the dolphins tonight on the nfl network we would love to touch base with you again you're a gentleman and a scholar and just keep up the excellent work that you're doing man we're big fans Oh, Drew, I appreciate it. If your tech running the board right now can clip off that last bit of audio and send it to my agent, I would be greatly appreciative. Uh, I run my own board, I'm not afraid to say, so I'll be more than happy to put together <laughs> oh, that. Really? Oh, come on, man. I'm really? old school, dude. I've been in radio 20 years. I run my own board. I'm a tight ship over here. Man, respect. Respect. <laughs> uh, hey, I appreciate being on your show and tell everyone back in Tampa. Uh, I still keep a place in Tampa and, and get back there. Uh, in the off season, a whole lot. Tell everyone back there. I said, "Hey, and uh, and have a great rest of the night." Okay. Uh, we will, and please get in our studio because we're right across the bridge in St. Petersburg. Uh, in the off season, we'd love to have you in and shoot the breeze a little bit. If you'd like to uh, come on by, we will uh, cater a dinner for you and uh, have anything you want <laughs> up in here because you deserve it. I appreciate you, bud. Thanks, man. Th- thanks, God. Take it easy, man. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.